And action. Welcome to another action-packed episode of the Action Podcast. And we have a couple big hitters today on the menu. We have, of course, the long-anticipated Black Panther Wakanda Forever, the sequel to the original Black Panther, if you couldn't figure that out. And secondly, we have the Fablemans. Pete and I were able to catch the sneak preview of that since we are in the Los Angeles area, is only playing in Century City. And we... We're able to check that out and get that to you ahead of time so you know whether or not to check that out. So first, let's start with the the, the, the nationwide release of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Pete, what was your take? Well, I mean, I, I ultimately enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, I, I think the first Black Panther was was way better. Um, but I this was kind of like a, a tough situation for Ryan Coogler um this this film and be, if, if you look at this film in context of what he had to do in order to get this film made um it just elevates it even more but even without that sort of backstory um it is a pretty great film um you know he had already written the script for the second black, uh, black panther before uh bozeman's passing so then he had to rewrite it um and then create this movie and then the other challenge i think that he had um was uh who played shuri was that leticia wright yeah leticia wright in the first one was a supporting character and she now all of a sudden without really asking for it had to become a main character in in this franchise and i thought that she absolutely crushed um I'm not going to spoil it, but especially the very last scene, um, I'm getting chills right now. She just, there was so much emotion. Um, she didn't say a word. It was just this music and it was just her face. And it was just incredible to watch. I thought Angela Bassett was incredible, uh, very powerful um, performance from her. Um, on the VFX side, I thought that the water effects that they, uh, used were, were just absolutely incredible. Um, they had these water grenades that whenever they would go off, it would be like this super awesome, like slow motion sort of shots. Um, the VFX were a lot better than I think in, in the original Black Panther. I thought that there was, there were some limitations in the first film. Um, but the my cons about this and i'm not i'm not a comic book guy i'm not a all this 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 sort of thing so i wasn't really a big fan of of the villain um namor namor no more i think no more yeah uh i wasn't a really a big fan of his um i thought there was just way too much um backstory on him um that just didn't, I didn't really care. I never really cared about the plights that he had growing up and the situation that he was brought into. Um, and I didn't really quite follow the, the going after this girl thing um, and why that was so important to him. Um, I think it was because of what he, she made a machine and now the U S government was going to get this machine and then go after his. Yeah. It, it's basically the water world. It's playing offense as defense so you know that's a right. football strategy like if you don't in order to defend yourself you have to be hyper aggressive on offense to like 
in, in order to quote unquote play defense because the actor he, did really well. Um, he, I, I thought he performed fine. Um, I just wasn't a fan of, of him in general. Um, but I thought all the Wakandans were, were great. All the supporting people that came back, um, were amazing. Um, in just their little little tiny moments. So overall, yeah. I mean, you got to go see this movie. It's it's a must go see. Uh, I think Ryan Coogler, in summary, just crushed once again. This is he's one of my favorite directors, and I thought the situation that he was presented, I thought he he did a really great job, all things considered. Um, and Letitia Wright is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a little bit different take than you. Uh, I actually <laughs> think this movie is better than the first one. Uh, and I think I, I do include, I don't think you cannot include, um, like you're saying, the exterior forces that this film had to deal with because it's incorporated into it. You know what I mean? And so I think on a, on a, on a, on a general level, I feel this, this movie just has way more emotion. Uh, and we talked about this even before it. I mean, this this movie's got a lot of 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 pure emotion to it just because you can't not think about that stuff. You know what I mean? And so and you had you had emotions before going into this film, like yeah, before I, you even saw a second of it, you were already sort of emotional about it. And the other take is, you know, the actors who were really performing um in those sort of emotional and sad moments. Were they acting because of the character or were they acting in yeah, real life as well? Because, I mean, he was, Bozeman was, you know, a, a really close friend of all of them. So, yeah. Wow. What a, what a weird set and what a weird film to have to. Yeah. And I think, I think that it shows throughout this film. And I, I think that's what I would add just another layer to it. And, you know, the, the intro is, is, is amazing for that just because it is kind of that, that tribute, you know, and we all kind of wondered how it would do it. And I, I thought, again, it was done magnificently. I loved, like you're saying, there's some great cinematography and VFX stuff uh, that, I, that I thought really worked. It's had a really nice style to it. And um, I did like the the villain and the backstory mm -hmm. stuff um, just because it's I, I, I love when they're able to kind of tie in kind of history and then kind of fictionalize it you know, to fit this story. And, you know, I thought it was a cool, cool kind of, uh, it, that's what made the, these two characters and civilizations, you know, that's what made this story work was their similarities and, and also like their need for each other. And then it's just one of those classic, like there's two ways to do this, but we have completely different opposite ways on, on how to execute. And that's good writing. You know what I mean? And so. Uh, that's a Joker Batman. Dark yeah. Night. Yeah. And then when I also really uh, what I also I, and I don't think a lot of people will pick this up, but this is is, is there's just a, a one word in this and I will spoiler at this. Uh, so fast forward literally just a minute because it's not a huge uh, spoiler. But um, there's there's a part where no more um, he just says he just says the word mutant. And so that's the first time really that mutants. This is the, it really the, he's the introduction of mutants to uh the marvel universe and this is what we've been waiting for and so you know moving forward you're going to start seeing mutants you know and so uh you know before everybody had a kind of a reason why things man, he didn't he didn't have a reason he's like i just have these flippers on my uh or these uh wings on my feet you know and right. so this is now that new element so again for me 
looking at this as a as a whole as opposed to just an individual movie you know like it, it got me a little excited it's like okay here we go sure. like fasten your seatbelt so i think with all those all elements right. combined that's why i just like this one more i think this is a film i'd watch more than the original black panther um there's a couple other like secret surprises that that kind of again play out through this whole thing and so uh i think the only I, argument I, that i have about the villain is that you know i'm I, I come from the the from the first one and and Michael B. Jordan in his performance as a villain. And that was so amazing um that I, I don't it just didn't match that that same level of of, of villain villainousness. Yeah. Well, so, I, well, and the reason why I like this guy more, and this it's is not fair, but I'm not gonna say this is a hot take, but this is just a this is a a warm take. Uh, and this has been, I, I like Michael B. Jordan as an actor. And I think, obviously, I love him in Creed. Uh, he was good, good in Fruitvale Station, too. Um, what I want to see from him, and this is more coming from a director as opposed to a fan, but I want to see more nuanced performances from him. He always kind of goes more, like, angry as opposed to controlled and and. Mm-hmm. And 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 still able to execute a certain role. And I just like so for me, his villain in Black Black Panther was way too similar of a performance to Creed. And it's like it works for Creed, but then I just want to see again. I want to see more nuanced. You know, it's, yeah. it's uh, you know, if you think of, of some of the other like great actors, they're like I mean, Matt Damon's like a great one, right? Like Matt Damon can be in a comedy and then all of a sudden be in a drama, Goodwill Hunting, and like. There's just different flavors, right? Denzel Washington, yes, he always is kind of Denzel, but at the same time, he has other roles where he's kind of a weaker man, or he he just has different, you know, he has he knows how to throw the changeup, and it's like Michael B. Jordan knows how to throw a fastball. We know that he can even throw the curveball, but I need to see him now throw. I, I need him instead of being a, uh, uh, he needs to learn how to throw the a changeup or an off speed pitch to really fully complete his arsenal of pitches. You know what I mean? So I, that's kind of the thing that so for me i thought yeah i thought his black panther villain was good it's not he i don't i would never put him in the pantheon of greatest villains of all time nor would i no more either i'm I'm not saying that no more is um but no more doesn't even really come across as a villain that's how kind of that's how i like this so much more because it, it it again it's more conflicting as a story where it's like, well, he's, he's got some points, like, you know, like it, 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 it's more rational and that's what makes it a more complex question and complex. Yeah. I, I certainly plan on seeing this again and getting a, like a real deep dive. Um, same, same. Yeah. I look forward. I look forward to seeing it again. That's for sure. A hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, I'm with Pete. Ultimately. Yes. You definitely got to see this one. Um, Honestly, if you didn't see the first one, you could see it without it. I think they do enough good job of backstory uh, of everything that you kind of figure you could, you could figure everything out. It's not like it's not impossible. Um, yeah, not impossible. I mean, it would be nice. I don't know. if I don't know why you would see this one if you hadn't seen the first one. But um, right. maybe there's somebody out there like, ah, I'll just go see it. But ultimately, you could is my point. And so, uh, yeah, I think this was like I said, ultimately, I would say Ryan Coogler did the job of creating a sequel that is uh, at least on par with the first one. I think you can argue which one you like more, but I, I would, I would say in terms of sequels, it's definitely up there. Um, you know, 
it's up there on on, on some of the best sequels. Uh, and I want to say, let's see, I really like Captain America, but that's because Captain America one was not so good. Uh, Avengers two is not as good as Avengers one. I mean, this might be the best. Yeah, Doctor Strange two was not as good. No. Um, Spider Man yeah. three was more, but I'm talking about it's only the second one, like the pure second right, one. Right, right. Iron Man two wasn't as good as Iron Man one. No. But see, Iron Iron Man two, I think, is a good comp because Iron Man two was just like it was a worthy second one. Uh, whereas, like I said, I, I didn't like the first Captain America, but the second one was like, oh, okay, I really love the second one compared to the first Winter yeah. Soldier. So yeah, I I'd, I'd put it w- w- uh, next to those two ones in terms of uh, sequel comps as well. So awesome. So our next film, this is the the secret surprise, guys. We had to put effort. Well, Pete had to put no effort because the theater's right next to his house, but I put in a lot of effort to go uh, see this film because this is Steven Spielberg. This is his. Uh, I literally walked across the street. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the not coup d'état? Uh, what's that one French word or Latin word where it's like this is this is his moment or his prized? Oh yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Not creme de la creme, but something. Well, some personal know what I'm trying to say. Definitely <laughs> uh, French. Yeah, but uh, so this is the Fablemans, and this is a rough um biopic on uh steven spielberg it's a very personal story of him and his him and his journey and him dealing with uh some of his family things and whatnot and uh you know i I read somewhere where this took him 72 years to make and he couldn't make this 30 years ago because he he wasn't ready like he didn't want his parents alive i think when he wrote this (laughs) because he didn't want to hold back he wanted to kind of go through the full thing so um I'll give my opinion on this one first, Pete, and then you can go. Um, so I, I look at this film in two different ways. So sometimes when you see a trailer, the trailer is magnificent. And when you see a trailer, you kind of hope where you you maybe have hopes of uh, this is where I hope this movie goes. Um, and for me, it did not go where I hoped it would go. But I still thought it was a very excellent film. I really, really loved the ending. Uh, the final scene I thought was absolutely awesome, and um, I won't spoil that. But it's uh, it's that's also very personal to me. Like that would be like amazing to have that moment. Um, but I, that does not mean I don't think this movie was really good, and I really enjoyed it. I I just what I wanted more out of this was I just wanted more of like the filmmaking. And so, like, you know, again, I know this is maybe the personal, so he probably kept it more to his real life. But I really wanted I I really wanted like the second half of the sequence for to him to make making like this like student film, like the scenes where he's creating and making films. I mean, that's my favorite part of this for obvious reasons. And I just I I wanted more of that. And so I wanted the second act to be like he's creating this student film and and he yeah that's that's where his like imagination has to really kind of play that's where i wanted to go because i just again i know why you would say that because i know you and and you love seeing but i think that would have just taken away from everything that was set up family wise i mean you had to resolve all those family issues and um and actually finish those sort of journeys yeah I, i get that I still think you can do both. That's instead of the beaching, I just wanted a bigger project. Mm. 
Just to me, I on the other hand, I on the other hand just absolutely enjoyed every every bit of this film. I mean, I, I didn't really have an expectation going into it, even though the trailer I saw was, like you said, great. Uh, I went into it just looking forward to seeing sort of Steven Spielberg's movie. Like, right? Like this is yeah. this is like what we've been waiting for. Um, and I thought that in true Spielberg fashion, this was shot beautifully. I mean, yeah. each each shot, even the most um insignificant shots you could tell that there was a lot of thought between him and his team about what what the audience was going to see um each sequence was beautiful i thought the performances in this film top to bottom were incredible um michelle williams plays the the mother um she was great because i mean you never knew was she mental was she, did she have a screw loose, you know, or was she just eccentric? Uh, and then without spoiling anything, you find out why, you know, she's a human being and has adult problems. Um, and even the dad, Paul Dano, who normally uh, plays like a just really- Just came off of playing the Riddler. Yeah, he plays a really, he always plays like a really creepy, kind of messed up character. He almost was kind of typecasted as such. But he plays such a mild-mannered 1940s or 50s um, dad. 60s. To perfection. 60s. I mean, he played it to perfection. I thought Seth Rogen wasn't great, but he wasn't annoying, right? Like, that, I thought he played the character perfect. I thought... No, no, exactly. But yeah. he didn't go over the top with it. His, his characters are very much... Um, you know, over the top and with, with that laugh that he has of his. But I thought that he played it just right. Yeah. Um, the boy, um, young Steven Spielberg, Gabriel LaBelle, I thought yeah. rushed. Um, I think we're going to see amazing things from, from him. And I thought a sneaky best performance of this movie was Judd Hirsch uh, as, as the uncle who just comes in and he just drops so much um emotion um into into the into the scenes and, and and he was sort of the almost the catalyst for the young spielberg um in in into almost making a decision about what he wants to do with his life and so i thought overall that was beautiful it was a beautiful film and i'm really happy i got to see it in the theaters i'm glad i didn't wait until you know streaming oh, um sure. i wouldn't it was, it was good I, I would go and see this film <clears throat> four more times because i feel like there's always going to be something i can find uh, yeah and the twist that i won't reveal is like like what he discovers when he's watching back his films um it's just like oh my god what are they gonna do now yeah. um it's just it was it was a it was a powerful film really well done for sure yeah i think uh like you're saying a lot of different emotions when you watch this, I, I agree with you. I think, especially now that I've gotten that out of the way, now I know I know what it is. I think I'm going to love it even more the second time I watch it because that's that's sometimes the, the hardest thing when you watch a film. Again, it's like your your, your predetermined beliefs, you know. And again, like Wakanda Forever, I think will have that same thing for people if they watch it twice. It's like yeah. okay, now you got expectations out of the way. Watch the film for what it is, and then you can really just uh, enjoy it and eat it up, and then again have your own experience with it. And I, I, I'm definitely going to see it again. Maybe not going to drive out to Century City again to watch it, but uh, right. when it comes out full release. I'm definitely going to see even it. The, even the bullies um, and their little 
journey uh, in this film were, were great. It wasn't like over the top bullies who are just crazy. It was like, it was, it was very appropriate for, um, for the storytelling and just all around. What a great story. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful shot. Yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite scenes um, is when they're, he's shooting. It's probably at this, at this point in the movie, it's his biggest film. And so uh, it's the, the world, world war one pick, I think. Right. And, you know, it's just, uh, He's got this one long, and so there's two two reasons why this is so cool. One, he's shooting it as one shot, and that's of course like, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg's. That's his like trademark, right? He always has these master shots that just track and and move, and so he's recreating that in this film, and it's one. But then in order for it to do it, he's got people over here, and then he shoots the scene, and the camera moves, and then you see all the kids run. I think it's in the trailer too, yeah. and all the kids are like running. And then they go lay down in front of the camera as the camera moves down, right? And that's funny. Yeah, and then even just him talking to the, to uh, <laughs> when he's talking to the kid, the actor, and he's just like laying into the motions, like you got to play it like this, like you know this, you know, imagine you know you're not going to see all your friends again. And so like, <laughs> I I won't give the rest of it, but yeah, it's such a it's great so movie. good. It's just a great go look. and see both of these films for sure. These yeah, are these are two must must sees. This was a great weekend for us, again, specifically because, uh, one, there's not a ton of streaming stuff, too. This has been a nice little reprieve from these storming bar- uh, streaming barrages that we've been getting. But, again, excellent film. Uh, go see that. And so upcoming, Pete, we yeah, have... This week, we've got both streaming and theatrical. There's a lot going on this well, week. Well, it's going to be a busy rest of the year uh, because now yeah. you're getting into Oscar season for film releases. This is this is the last little push. So, I mean, the Fablemans... And Wakanda, I mean, those are our, our best picture nominees, probably, you know, because I think Black, Black Panther got nominated, right? So, yeah, this is this is the push. Thanksgiving is usually that time of year where this is the final push. So uh, you're going to see a lot, a lot of big movies. Uh, so upcoming next week, we have uh, Spirited with that's on Apple TV. That comes out tomorrow, actually, Friday, November 18th. Uh, yep. Yeah, we have She Said, which is out in theaters. That's kind of like the Harvey Weinstein uh, uh, story. Investigative journalist story. Yeah, yeah I, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, so that I'm going to actually see that tonight. Um, and then we have The Menu with uh, uh, Ralph Fiennes. Um, it should be Fiennes because we both took German and it's I-E. That's Fiennes. All right, well, he says it wrong. It's Fiennes. And then, um, and then uh, the Wonder, starring uh, uh, Florence Pugh, that's on Netflix. Uh, those are just the, the name of the few that that are come out. Those are the main four. And a Christmas Story, Christmas. Oh, Christmas Story, Christmas. Yes, we will watch that one for sure. I'm gonna actually probably watch that today, hopefully. And then, yeah. uh, and then on our regular podcast, we have Pulp Fiction coming out uh, at the end of the week. And then the following week, we'll have Home Alone. And then. Um, yeah, that, that, that's all that's officially scheduled. We got a few more. I mean, we're going to do Elf. We're going to do Christmas Vacation, Christmas Story, the original. And, um, uh, yeah. So with that being said, Pete, that is a cut. Thanks, guys. 